I don't have kids and I know it's such a weird way to start a podcast episode, but I want to be transparent. I don't have kids. I'm not married, but I recognize the importance of startups that are supporting new moms and moms in general, because so many of my friends are moms. My sister-in-law is a mom and we need more support for moms out there. And I'm not even a mom. And I can say that because I know that that's true. And I'm so excited (laughs) to have Nana and Marcia on the podcast. They started a company called The Fourth Phase, which is a afterbirth care box for women. Hello, so smart. There was nothing that existed like this. And you'll learn in this episode, what's really interesting is a lot of times when we speak about postpartum, it's usually about postpartum depression. It's not normally just about postpartum care, like understanding, hey, how are you doing? How is your body feeling? Like, how are you feeling, right? It's normally like, are you sad? Are you depressed? Like trying to get at is someone sad after giving birth? Do they have postpartum depression? There is an entire market that is missed in just making sure that new moms are taken care of holistically, not just from their emotional needs, but also from their physical needs that has never been addressed before. So Nana and Marcia are creating something monumental that has never been done before. They're getting so much coverage right now. They recently just received a grant from Glossier, which is phenomenal. And they talk about in this episode how they got the grant and then also how they've been working with Glossier to build their business. I think another thing that's amazing about Nana and Marcia too, which is hilarious that we talk about in the podcast is how quickly they launched this brand. If you are someone that feels impulsive, I'm also impulsive. I relate to that. You will wonder, okay, how did they move so quickly? And they give you the steps of of why and how they moved quickly. And it's really super inspiring. Lastly, one thing that I want to say that I just think is so badass is Nana and Marcia are trying to get certain terms in the dictionary right now. Like they're trying to get, um, they're trying to get a movement started. So they have a change.org petition, which we will include in the show notes, but make sure to go sign that because like I said, what they're doing is monumental. And this movement that they're trying to create is going to help so many moms around the world, seriously. So I'm so excited to have them on the podcast. I'm honored that they decided to come on because just hearing their story is so inspiring. And I think it's going to make you inspired too, whether you want to launch a brand really quickly, or if you just want to start a movement with your brand. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you guys on the flip side. Great. I never remind people and then they just butcher it. And I'm always, it's Nana Eisen (laughs) Akiwowo. Her community husband, he's good to us. He supports us. We have to make sure that Aki is included in this. Who's your community husband? It's her husband. My husband. Oh, my husband is the community husband. And actually, we don't want that that to be misconstrued. He's not a community husband, but he's very, he's an IT person, so he's very helpful. You know, we could call him for stuff, and he's like, you know, so... So that has been his his uh, nickname amongst all of Nana's friends and family, community husband. <laughs> because they ever should break up, we all know that he's not. We're, we're not. This we're not. You know, dismissing him. <laughs> so we can't. We get to keep Aki though, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're ready, Sam. Let's hit it. Okay. So I want to wow. know how you guys met. Oh. 
Uh, wow, let's take it all the way back, we right? Um, <laughs> we met. We met a long time ago. I think we we met at um, which is now a defunct publisher called Vanguard Media. I think that's where we initially met. Nana began working at Vanguard, and I was about to leave Vanguard, but we met there initially. Um, I think you were working as in photo. I don't remember which which department. Um, I was the executive yeah, editor for course. Heart and Soul magazine, which was a wellness magazine specifically targeting African American women. I left and went to um, Essence um, in, in a Time Inc. venture um, where I became the deputy editor of a, of a magazine uh, that was called Sway by the time it came out. And then over the course of that time, we kept running into each other because we had mutual friends that we didn't know. That we were had mutual friends. Mm, yeah. And so I would see her with Katina. And then I would see her with, then, you know, a couple of months later, I would see her with... Tammy and then or in Lola and it was like oh okay and so she kind of became a you know like <laughs> okay you're kind of cool because you know my my friends <laughs> and you know exactly we were both like wow we're friends with the same people that we might be cool. right yeah, and cool. <laughs> Vanguard folded and um and uh so so there was a you know transition with everyone you know there for it and um I think I, I was looking for, uh, so we had a freelance position and then I recommended Nana, you know, for it. And so then we began working together um, then, right? And so, so that's how it began, um, you know, and then, and then she left me and went to work full time somewhere. <laughs> and, and, um, and so uh, we learned a lot about each other during that time. And, and we, you know, we remain friends, right? you know, we remain friends, we were in the same circles at, at, at that point. Yeah, we remain friends. I think probably maybe two years later, <laughs> Nana launched, um, two or three years later, probably, I don't know, um, African Health Now, and um, which was her nonprofit, um, you know, for it. Yeah, I, I remember helping with the first uh, gala or event that she put together, or the fun, first fundraiser, you know, for it, right? Driving you to Costco or something. <laughs> it's like, and so, so <laughs> it was like that type of, yeah, it was that type of thing. And then we just kind of went our own separate ways throughout life. But again, we were always in touch, you know, fast forward, probably 15 years later or, or something. Um, yeah, then we somehow we, we, we came together, you know, we were just talking, I think, and it came together over some different things. And then it's like, all oh, right, I have, I had started a nonprofit. So I was like, hey, how do you do this? This is a huge, steep, you know, learning curve for me. Um, and mine was uh, Passion Meets Purpose, which then brought coaching into homeless shelters. And, um, and so we went over different things there. And then we had like all, we both had these various projects. Um, I had an agency at that point, um, uh, the digital marketing agency. I had, I had launched an online magazine previously before. So we did all these different things and I had the agency, I had the nonprofit. Um, I served on the board of New York, New York Women in Communications. And so we were just looking at how do we best um, connect the dots for all of our projects as we wanted to scale them more, right? And so we did a whiteboard, that all-day whiteboard session, you know, uh, brainstorming different things. And um, and then, you know, she had uh, the um, um, maternity go box for African Health Now, and then she wanted to turn it into a for-profit business. And we went through various things around that. And then I left New York <laughs> went to Arizona 
and um, and then we were you know working on our separate things, and then and then last year we came together and um, and then fourth phase you know started working together on fourth phase. Um, so, but that was I think how we met, and then how we got to fourth phase. I, so I answered I think two questions in one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. This is great. Saving us time. No I'm kidding. So fourth phase, how did that come about? Like what was the like emergence mm -hmm. of these like different companies, this idea into one brand? Um, fourth phase came through the work I was doing in uh with the non with my nonprofit at the time. And the nonprofit was doing a lot of work on primary maternal health care. And um I think Marcia Marcia just touched on it we launched this project called the maternity go box and the maternity go box was an incentive box to support uh, market women and incentivize them to come to the clinic to deliver and also to get prenatal care prenatal and postnatal care um and so the box was this, was like you know the Af west african culture ghana specifically is not a baby shower culture and so a lot of moms especially those that were market women didn't have the economics to support their delivery and things that they would need. So they would show up to the hospital empty handed with this baby that had gotten no prenatal care. So you didn't know whether it was breached, you didn't know how much it weighed. And so doctors were always in a flux and we wanted to create something that would get moms to be like, no, I'm gonna come get to do all my testing and all of that. And then if I deliver here, I would get this box and this box shows up after delivery that has your sanitary pads, it has diapers, it had wipes, it had onesies, a baby hat, um, African wrap cloth for you to tie your baby on your back or to wrap your baby. So it had all these like culturally essential things that mothers would need. Um, when we whiteboarded in 2018, at that time I was trying to figure out how do you go from making something, um, how do I make this bigger? It's conceptually, it makes sense for the African woman people appreciate being able to donate to it. But what if we could do something that would make it more than one woman could benefit off of this box? So we had whiteboarded kind of like, what what could be the box? What could this look like? At the time we hadn't even thought about, or I hadn't thought about it being a for-profit entity. Um, and then I then started to think through it more after we whiteboarded and was like, wait, maybe this could be its own standalone thing because what was what I was learning was that women in the US were showing an interest in, wow, I wish I actually had a box for myself when I delivered. And then I had a baby at, at eight years prior, I had, had a baby at eight, in 2013. And I remember the same thing. I didn't get anything for myself. What you get at the hospital is this really great duffel bag or baby bag filled with every brand of formula, multiple brands of diapers, different, you know, nipple cream, all these things, but they were all baby centric. But when I got home, thankfully my mom was there. So I didn't have to necessarily have because she bought what she knew as a mom that I was going to need. But a lot of mothers didn't have any of that. So they were just like wandering <coughs> at home trying to pull together. You haven't used the sanitary pad in God knows how long. Now you get home and you're like, you're loki and you're bleeding and you're like, oh, I don't have a pad. Where's that at? or I don't know how to wear my jeans because like the jeans, the mommy jeans fit because they were holding this big belly that was tight. Now this belly is loose and I need something to hold this up. Do I need a belly wrap? What, like all of these things that you didn't know, my mom came to the hospital and immediately took 
her cloth out of her bag and tied my stomach. I was a, I was shocked that most people's moms didn't do that, but that's not what they knew to do. So it kind of morphed itself into if we could create a product that would support women in the uh, in the in, in the U.S. What if that box also supported women globally? And then when Marcia, then Marcia and I started having the conversation, um, by the time Marcia and I talked again, I had already figured out it was going to be a social impact brand. I figured out that it was going to be this box and I had a prototype, um, but I hadn't figured out anything else. And so when she calls, she calls me, I think she got to paraphrase it, but she calls me in like 2020, I want to say it was like May. And so like, like after like, the like, pandemic had yeah. already started, so we're in, yeah, we're in pandemic. I had moved my family to Michigan to stay with my brother because we needed more space. We couldn't manage in our apartment. And she was just calling to check in, you know, like friends were checking in on each other. Like, are you still alive? Does anyone have COVID? Do you, are you work like all of those key things? And she started, and I just started crying. I was like, it's not working. <laughs> I can't get this to work. The website looks crazy. And this did happen and this. And she was like, why didn't you call me? And I was like, oh, <laughs> didn't I, call? I don't know why I didn't call because I don't know how to really ask for help when I need help all the time. Um, and so she jumped in and was like, all right, well, I, this is her space. As she mentioned, she started a digital marketing agency. And so she knew how to put together a website. My professional background was in the production of things. I did photo shoot productions and event logistics, and I could create the space but the platform in which it had to live on, that wasn't my strong suit. And it also wasn't my strong suit for when I was doing it for myself, because sometimes often when it's your thing, you're way too close to it to see anything wrong or to see what needs to be done. So she came in and started, um, went into the website. She was like, this is what I sh it should look like. This, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And then also she started to fall in love with us the brand that was fourth phase. <laughs> and so I started to court Marcia. Okay, so let's not. <laughs> and I was like, that is not the story. Man. <laughs> and I mean that by saying, hold on, hold on. Marcia would call at like two o'clock in the morning. Cause what she said was, I don't have a lot of time, but I want to help you get this right. So I'm going to dedicate some time to doing She's this playing hard to right. get, essentially. Right. And then like at <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning, Marcia will call with this like magical idea that she'd been thinking about all day about the products. And like, why don't you do this? We could do this. And she started, and I was like, Marcia, we go together. We're in this together. And she was like, no, we're not. Okay, so like, okay. if, if a, you know, project... <laughs> Well, I definitely found myself working on it um, way more than I thought that I would. But there's two things. One, she was working on um, this timeline that she wanted to launch it for initially, which which was not yes. a good. I had a very psychotic timeline. What was what, least, like? What's what's psychotic in your mind? It was May when Marcia called, and I wanted to right. launch in August. Oh right. my! God. And she had she had a logo and, had and she had a palette. I had nothing and some words. So like I had masterpieces, right? Right, and so, <laughs> right. So it was like okay, and then she had you know kind of a, a social media presence, but not a branding. And so, so then I got to work on the. It wasn't just about the website. It was you know there was. You know, it's like, okay, Shopify and how we can, you know, make this work. 
but it was about then creating a brand story through yeah. um, through text and through visuals, and how were we, how were, how are we able to communicate the the value, the rawness, and the beauty of you know women who then just had just given birth, whether they had a C section, or um, which we call belly birth, yeah. or or vaginal delivery. And so it was then it became, you know, something very intentional and how are we using photography with this very soft blush, um, uh, you know, palette that she had. So I chose black and white images versus uh, color images. And we chose images that then again, um, show the rawness and the, and the beauty in the rawness of, 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 of delivery. And so it became very intentional um, uh, around it. And and it was a project that I love being, you know, taking things from ideation to launch that like that's my sweet spot. I, I enjoy bringing products to, you know, to life. Um, that's what I did as a, as a former magazine editor. It was launching or relaunching media properties. And so and so this fit, you know, this is all and this is what I did, at, at, you know, at the agency with the brands that I'd worked with. And so. So I understood that, um, and um, and it, you know, and and I got a chance to sink my teeth into it really, you know, well, and to and I wanted it to be right for her when she came out because like you only get one shot to come out, and um, and make an impression, and it needs to be really have a continuous um, uh, train of thought, um, what it looks like, and how you're presenting it overall, and so taking the elements that she had already received from the person who did the logo and the, the brand palette, and then expanding that into, you know, the full-on brand. And um, and then she got the opportunity to do an initial pitch, um, you know, for, on behalf of the company. And so, you know, and she, it was so funny. Nana is so funny about these things. She's like, oh yeah, I'm doing this pitch with thing. And I was like, what pitch? And, and so while we're building this stuff, and I was like, <laughs> just a little bit and so and i was like you, ha you have a deck i was like let me see that deck <laughs> so, send that to me <laughs> because again i had my own online magazine before i've raised funds before and so i know what what right. should be in the deck and 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 again we're we're creating branding and so more importantly what that deck is supposed to look like or or what i believe it should look like <laughs> if you're gonna go in front of these people nana knows how to present we didn't have i mean just as you know when we ran through it i was just like no say this say that the better tell the story but but the visuals it's like okay ma'am <laughs> please send that to me <laughs> I did not, and it was funny because when we got, so I got the opportunity to 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 do this pitch, and even the person who invited me, who later became an investor, the way we're just really nonchalant. He was just like, "Hey, um, what are you doing on this day?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll be in Michigan." He was like, "Yeah, you should come to New York and pitch." And I was like, "Yeah, pitch what though?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" He was like, "He was like." He was like, yeah, come come through and talk about fourth phase. And yeah, I think there's there'll be some money in the room. Come through and talk about fourth phase. And I was like, okay. No, so I left. no, this was um this was July. August. August. I think July. No, this wasn't August. It was it was July. It was July. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. So we started working together end of June, actually. End of June, um, more July, because I and when was the product ready to launch? 
we weren't ready to launch and we didn't launch until march 2021 oh got it okay the so real, you're kind of like seeding the idea a little bit yeah so okay. the realness came in because even in the pitch remember we when we started we had a concept that was spike it wasn't this crafted box that you currently see it wasn't this super curated um box that we have created on our own our products that are ours it was a kind of a more of like a source the market, see what's on the market and what are the what are the ideal things on the market, whether they work for us or not, or not so much whether they work for us, but whether we don't have any control about the product. But this is what's on the market. Well, I think no, no, Nana, because you had she had a box that was various different brands. Right. And so at first I said, you know, I had said it, you sh it should be all your products, but she, she was very resistant. She's like, no, no that's what I was that. getting to was that I said, no. And that's what I was going to get to was that even at the pitch, they were like, why is this not yours? And I was like, what? And they were like, no, everything in the box should be yours. And I was just like, <sighs> let the record show. She hates when I'm right. And, you know, I in, but she, you know, I was like, well, if you listen to me the first time, you know, we just wouldn't. Right. But I'm also okay with when I don't know something. Exactly. Marcia sucks again. When I don't know something, I'm okay saying I don't know. I'm okay telling you that I can't do something. And and in, in that room, I was just like, I get what you're saying, but that's not, I, I don't know how to do that. Can we just talk about, like, oh, sorry, I just want to know really quickly, like, the fact that you're both two female founders going into a room of investors during one of the hardest years, not only for female founders, but for minority founders, like what is that? Well, okay. So I was not a founder like? at that time. I was still the friend, just help. She, I was a friend with benefits. I was helping her. And I was like, this is, you know, we did a little coaching session around what to say and all this stuff. And I was like, tell me, you got this, you can do it. Oh, let's get it. No, you can do it. I've seen you present, you know how to do this. And you can tell the story. And no one can tell the story like Nana, actually. I think she's good. She's a great storyteller. So she can, she can explain the, the, the problem that this box is going to be solving. And so she went up there. And, and did her pitch, presented, you know, which is in speaking of the heart, how this came to be, what she saw, which she hasn't actually said here, what she saw when she was in Ghana, why this is so important to mothers, um, not just in Ghana, to be able to support globally. And, and at that time, we hadn't even tapped into the homeless mothers in the U.S. yet. And so, um, so yeah, it was, I mean, they got it yeah. right away, right? And so, yeah. Yeah. They got wow. it right away. But I think to your what you're asking, Sam, is like the this particular room was created mm -hmm. for women mm -hmm. and it was created for women of color to be able to pitch. And so that's why it was also informal in that way, because a lot of times what happens or what I've learned and what we've seen is that we get so stuck in our head that we're waiting for perfection before we can even That's present. So true. And so this room was created in a space that was, it was so, it was on a farm. It was like easy going. It was like free, very kind of like Woodstocky, like mm -hmm. just free will, easy going, but created in that space because they wanted mm -hmm. to take away all of the, the layers of corporate bureaucracy around it and just give you an opportunity to present what your product is and also both get money, but get feedback. 
And that was really the value was that, you know, it'd been great if someone just was like, okay, here's a check. But the feedback that people saw the box and was like, this is dope, this makes sense, but it should be your box because if it's all yours, you have, this is what could happen for you trajectory wise. This is where you could take it mm. and they could see it and, 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 and give that kind of uh, insight. So for my, for, for it being our first pitch, it was the best first pitch because it was in a room where you felt like mm -hmm. they're not sharks coming to destroy your product or destroy your idea or make you feel less than they were really like, okay, you got a great idea. This is why it should work. Or this is what you should look at, or this is what you should do. Um, so that in that way, it felt good. And it felt good doing that. You know, it's actually interesting. I hadn't even thought about the fact that we were in the middle of a pandemic when I decided to leave Michigan, drive to New York, go upstate and go on this farm and pitch and what that meant for the rest of the world. Um, so that's actually quite like uh, in itself. But what Marcia was saying about, you know, that being able to tell the story, why she why I noticed immediately that I needed Marcia and that I couldn't do this without Marcia, whether she started the idea with me or not, was that she was always honest and it was never about like, even though it's like, even though 90% of the time, no, 90 might be too much, 87.5% of the time, Marcia is right. Marcia, because she has already done pitching and asking for money. I've been accustomed to asking for money from a from a from a philanthropic space. So I know how to I know how to make you feel sad about something and make you want to just give money. But you're giving that money with no ROI. You're giving that money right. with just like I just want you to do this good. Now we're asking for money for something different. This is a for-profit brand. Mm. And so I had to get out of my nonprofit head and get into a for-profit head and Marcia was already in a for-profit head. So she was able to steer us in a direction that was always thinking about your brand. How does your brand, how does the brand look on the state on, on the shelves? How does the brand look here? How does, and I was like, oh, that's why I knew like we, one, we work well together. One, we can, we were always been able to be like, is that the hill you're going to die on? It, it means that much to you? Then go for it. I don't care enough about certain things. And we, we compliment each other in that way. So that's why I was so adamant about, um, getting her to, to like be a founder, to be a partner in this. Um, the story and impetus around it was one of the things I didn't share earlier, like Marcia said, was like, when you see, having been a mom, having delivered, I delivered at NYU. It was the most beautiful, most easy breezy, what a luxury, it was good. I, you know, I had a good experience in the delivery. I had my issues post delivery, but I saw women delivering in spaces where I wouldn't want to get a paper cut and have you give me stitches. I wouldn't want you to give me a band-aid in some of the facilities that I've seen. And so what this box was is meant to create is to give women hope, both women on the continent, women in homeless shelters, and women who are delivering at NYU, that they can manage and figure out how to get through this thing. Because when you deliver, you are you've been hit by a truck. Your mm -hmm. whole life has been just realigned or just not even aligned. It's been readjusted. And so our box is meant to create this space where a mom can go and realign herself and get the care that she needs so that she can be the best person for her family and for her child. Our box that we give to women on the ground in, in Ghana and in West Africa and give to women in homeless shelters also gives that same sense 
that you can do this. You need time for yourself. You need time to readjust. But you also have this hope that if I have these essentials and things that I can be able to manage tomorrow. It's, it's, it's the same thing, no matter where she is, that mom is looking for, can I do this? This shit is hard. Delivering this person was hard. Now you want me to be the, to take care of this person mm-hmm. and take care of myself. Can I actually do this? And our box and our product and our messaging, he'll feel be heard, is you can do this. You can do this with support. This is what the support system could look like. These are what are the things you could have in this box that could help you do the things that you need to do. And do you think that there is like a lack of awareness around this part of basically postpartum? Like, like it's, I feel like you guys are the first people that I've heard really talk about this. We're definitely not the first company that's, that's targeting postpartum care. Um, But what we are definitely keen on um, and very, very much um, settled around and grounded in is that this is, and, and how we say it, like, this is the forgotten journey of, of motherhood, right? And so our goal the, with the box is to center and recenter the conversation around the mother, right? That she, and, and not just for the outside world, but for yeah. her to really, you know, whether it's a, her or they, to, to really understand the role that you are playing, that you have become, or, and you chose to be a mother, you, be, you have become a, a portal and a gateway between two worlds. That is a massive thing. And that is a massive change that your body undergoes, not just yeah. through those nine months, but through those, you know, those, uh, whether it's two hours in labor or 12 hours or 24 or 48 hours in hours. labor, that you are being this conduit for life to come through and that your body will go through an, a, a definitive change and that your mind will go through an, a definitive adjustment and that your spirit may feel that there's, there's a, a definite rearranging of all that. And it will take time and care yeah. and inward understanding that this is what's happened and you now have to adjust how you move in life until you re realign yourself back to you know quote unquote normal or you will be having or there will be a new normal and so in in the u.s it is a completely um like nobody talks about it (laughs) no one talks about the exact Thing. Yeah. Like, talk about it. Mothers don't talk about it. Mother to mother, I, I always say after I delivered, I think someone asked me once, and I was like, I, I was really angry at all my other mom friends because they weren't honest. They mm-hmm. gave me an Instagram, Facebook version of what <laughs> motherhood was going to be like. or And not even motherhood, like the act of baby, you know, washing the baby and diapering. But no one talked to me about the fact that I would bleed to a point that I would actually need to be hospitalized. That I would, the week after delivery, I would be in the hospital hemorrhaging blood and almost to a transfusion because no one talked about that that would be a thing. No one talked to me about the emotional toll breastfeeding would have on me. Not so much I didn't want to breastfeed, not even that, just the toll, the physical act of putting baby to breast, to latch, and that as she would be latching and feeding on one side, I would be forced to pump on another side. Or when you have to pump on both sides and you feel like a cow, like the machine used to make my head, I would just cry. Because it was like, eh, 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 and I felt like, it was just felt like, oh, I'm being milked like a cow. No one, no one comes in to say, how are you? What's going on? What are you feeling? Everyone's conversations, how's the baby? 
Right. Is she feeding? Is she good? Is she feeding? Is she good? How's your husband? He ain't doing shit. <laughs> I mean, he is the community IT guy, but he's the community. I mean, he, we love him, but everyone talked about everything else around me, and it felt like no one would talk to me. And then it felt like when I wanted to talk to my friends, they were not ready because this fourth trimester phase, every mom was walking around feeling like girl, you got to go through it. I'm not going to tell you anything. Good luck, girl. And they would just, how's it going? Oh my God, I just love the baby. It's just so, I love bonding with the baby. It's just so many, I was like, you do? I really do want to put this baby someplace. But you couldn't say that out loud because right. someone would then say the word postpartum and then yes. they would put postpartum depression. Yes. So everyone had these like, mm -hmm. but, but it's a real conversation. It, it is a real emotion to feel drained and feel like I need some a moment to breathe by myself. That's a real emotion. That doesn't mean I don't love my kid or I don't love myself or I don't love my baby or I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. It just means that this is a real feeling that I'm going through. It's a real emotion for you to look at your body and be like, where did it go? Oh my God. For you to look mm -hmm. at your everything and be like, what happened? This isn't what I look like. And I don't, can't find the products on the shelves to fix this. They had all the products in the world for me when I was going through. I had all the change of clothes, but now I'm in this weird space. What am I mm -hmm. supposed to wear now? How do I fix my body? How do I? Yeah. And very unknown. It's a very, the fourth trimester is a huge unknown variable, right? Because everybody's fourth trimester is different. And so one mom will have nothing. Be, she'll be like, she will be the Instagram mom that it, everything is beautiful and pretty. And then another mom looks like me. I got half an eye on one sock <laughs> a breastfeeding on one and i looked up i always looked to shuffle i was talking to a woman once and my breast was leaking and i had no idea and they were just leaking through my clothes and i was like and she was just still talking i was like <laughs> it's also crazy but, too when you think about like how the pressure for women to quote unquote get back in shape like there's so many things all those different things and it's like why where did this even where did this even come from and and how did this become that type of culture around the experience of, of giving birth and I and I honestly think women just kind of just block it out after a while and it becomes you know it's like a trauma that they literally bury you know somewhere and and trauma doesn't have to mean that it is is such an awful you know a, a word with a stigma around it it's like it's under like understand what has happened um you know to you right it was traumatic if it was traumatic then own that it was traumatic like we don't need to hide you know our emotions we don't need to hide the experience and if your experience is your experience and we all get to actually experience our experience right and you know one of the things that that we we centered around is just really yeah. giving voice to that you know what this is a period called the fourth trimester right that actually exists it's a medical term it's not postpartum it's not all postpartum because we we've associated the word postpartum with postpartum depression and there is no separation of the two postpartum is postpartum but postpartum mm -hmm. is the fourth trimester right and postpartum can be postpartum depression there's various you know, levels of depression that, that lead to psychosis to this and you know all that stuff there's baby blues that's like really you know very very different but that experience 
is a very can can be a very traumatic thing. You could experience hair loss. You could there's a pelvic floor. There is the you know the the you know um, diastasis recti. There's all these different things that may or may not happen to you. You know crying jags. All these different things that may or may not happen to you during that time that will be completely different than the first three trimesters. Right. And so how do you prepare women? Um, how do you prepare mothers, expected mothers to really manage and thrive during that time? Right. And, and that's what that's what the box is about. That's what um, us then trying to get the term fourth trimester yeah. into the dictionary is about as a com campaign, because then how do you put words to experience if you can't even find it in the dictionary? <laughs> Something that women have been ex experiencing since the beginning of time. Yeah, that should be the oldest word in the dictionary, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's crazy Sorry. to think how many women have kids. Yeah. And it's just not, I was going to say, it's just crazy to think how many women have kids. And it's yeah. it's like taboo. To, it's been yeah. taboo to talk about. Yeah, well, they, I, that was, I think, a huge shift that yeah. occur. And when we talk to, you know, um, doulas and, and midwives is when they were really excommunicated out of the birthing process, right? And, um, and, and the delivery process. And then when they were removed to make way for um, OBGYNs who were men at the time, um, to, for them to actually be, be in practice, that entire knowledge went with the women the midwives, it, that entire understanding, that entire thing all went yeah. away when they were, they, when they were marketed out of the picture. <laughs> and this is the history of, 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 of wow. the birth of birthing in the U S and so to, you know, to tie it back to, um, I think we're at a time where, because everything is bubbling up in terms of what we all need to know to properly function in the world, to properly, to be self-aware, right? understand what's happening to your body then you know we are we are one of the the you know midwives of, of this of this movement of understanding maternal health and and the impact that it has on um you know a huge market in in the in the country and, and globally can we talk about what your plans are for i mean the the fact that you guys launched this and the amount of time that you did is mind-blowing like props to you, like actually mind blowing. It's crazy. Like you guys are rock stars. <laughs> like, like how, like what advice would you give to entrepreneurs and, and where do you see the brand headed? I, I definitely think, you know, um, having partners, um, you know, partners that you really get along with and partners that you respect. Um, and again, so you and you have guidelines into how you're communicating and how you how you make decisions. So it's really clear. Like Nana mentioned, you know what you know. One of the things we established when when we were when we became when when I finally did say yes and say okay, we can do this together, <laughs> um, or I'll join you know you on this thing. I said you know I I need to know two things. I need to know that um, that when I'm very strong and I know I can get things done. I'm a doer. We're both doers, right? But I also know how to be and being in this space. So it's like, if I am crumbling, I need to know that you can pick up the ball, right? And that you won't just let me fall. And the same thing that, you know, if you are crumbling, that that is like, we know how to pick up 
they pick up the slack when the other is like, you know, okay, I'm just out of steam right now. Two, you know, I can let things go really easily. If I don't let it go, I know that there's like it's it's a it's a thing. So I, I then so that's where the is this the hill you're willing to die on, right? If it's not the hill you're willing to die on, and we're like now because we we don't make decisions like nothing happens without there's a way in from like if I'm going to design, I show it to her like she's a client and it's like what do you think? Then we go back and forth. If I really feel strongly about it, then you know, and she and she is like, no, I really want. I was like, no, this should be this. And then it's like, is this the hill you're willing to die on? And if I say yes, she backs off. Same thing. If, if you know, um, if I'll get down the rabbit hole of, of, uh, of product and the packaging and and different things. And then we learned that we really like different styles. It's like, oh, okay, um, that's fine. I'm more like, let's do something new and brand new. And then she's like, no, I really more like traditional. So it's like, all right, is this the hill you're willing to die on? Okay, no, I got other things to worry about. Like, why am I killing myself? Why am I going to make myself all, all upset? So, so, so understanding that, like that, that, you know, resolves a lot of different things and certainly any potential bad, you know, ill feelings or, you know, feel like you're not being, you know, her. And then there's communication, right? Um, if I feel I'm not being heard because, you know, I said it and you're not listening to me, but when somebody else says it, you're listening to them. <laughs> I roll for the people who can't see. She just manages to roll their eyes because I said that. It's true though. Then I, you know, but I'm, but I'm not afraid to say, you know, I don't feel like I'm being heard right now. Right. And so that's honest. That's just being emotionally honest, right. Where you are and having the courage to, to be able to say so, as opposed to allowing things to fester, which then, you know, that's how partners, partnerships blow up. So whether that's a business partnership nice. or marriage or, or, you know, whatever, you yeah. have to be emotionally honest, you know, with the person about where you are what you're experiencing, right, or how you're feeling in this moment. And then when we talk about it, we can clarify because conversations will always clarify. Honest and candid conversations will always clarify positions and intentions and meanings and all of those things. And so that was one of the th things where, like, when um, we spoke and um, and I told her the re my reservations I had two reservations about becoming a founder. I was like, one, our co-founder with her, I was like, one, I wasn't a mom. So I said, you know, I don't fit the narrative that says, you know, created by moms. And, um, and you know, and I wasn't sure, given all my other projects, whether or not I, you know, I could give the time to it that, you know, outside of bringing it to launch. And so... Um, so she's like, well, I, I wish you had said that to be in the beginning. She's like, you know, because the people who gave money were actually all both men because, um, but by the time we had that conversation, I had already coached myself around. I was like, you know, men create products for women all day long and have no qualms about them oh, not being the same gender or, you know, and I'm like, they create pantyhose. They don't wear pantyhose. They create lipstick. They don't wear lipstick. And they're like the heads of these companies, so you know, there's literally the stats yes. are like for the largest cosmetics company all run by, you know, majority of them are run by men. And so, so I was like, why am I talking myself out of, you know, the, the possibility of this because I don't quote unquote fit, you know, the, the exact market, which is a lot of times we know statistically how women don't go for jobs, don't go for opportunities because they don't feel like they have all the experience. Meanwhile, a man is going after that same job and saying, yeah, I can do it. Just give me the chance. 
<laughs> you know, so yeah, so that was the, you know, when we had that cool. dialogue and then, you know, and it was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, that's fine. And she's like, no. And then we figured out how then we would divide and conquer, you know, in that space. If people want to talk to them, I was like, okay, they talk to Nana and, you know, business stuff, you can talk to me and, you know, and, and then we put it together in, you know, in that way. But, um, you know, I, I'd say, you have to, you still have to, yeah, come up with your idea. If you don't have a partner, try to find a far- partner that is going to um, complement the skill sets. Yeah, that complement the skill sets that you have. And, um, and, and don't be afraid of someone then being stronger than you in certain areas. And because then they could guide you better and then you can get to the place where you need to get to faster and you're making, because then you're making less mistakes, right? Um, it's, it's going to be less of a learning curve really do your yeah. business plan business plans are your working document it's because you have to know your numbers you have to know what it's going to cost you have to know what co- you know customer acquisition is going to be like for this brand you have to know your margins and then you have to see where where you're going to make all of those adjustments you know um over time what can you do to get it to market what how much do you need to sell for you to be profitable how long will it take you to do that in order for you to be profitable can you sustain yourself you know during that time you know overall how else can you raise money how do you want to how do we want to raise money do we want to just you know um, continue with investors how much are we separating for investors um, and um, who do we want to be a part of? so there's all these other questions again that will impact the the pace and the growth of the business that you really have to take the time to you know to be careful and um, and to be clear about in your head again like how are you positioning yourself we launched this just like literally step by step and and everything unfolded very very organically once she got the initial you know seed and um, uh, I remember she, you know, called, she's like, oh, we couldn't have done this. And I was like, well, now that you have, you know, a certain amount, it wasn't, it was, you know, seed money, good money, not a whole lot, but it's certainly not. I said, once you now have this, I said, you now, it, you, it will be fiscally irresponsible if you don't go down the rabbit hole to find out what it would really cost for us to create these products on our own. Right. And to, and then that, that, and then we, you know, once we decided not to launch in August, then we went through, you know, the entire thing, the, the, the process of marketing, which was then the focus groups that were needed to, you know, find out from moms, dig a little deeper in our research, get that data done, um, be able. So then that informed how, what, which type of products we created um, and that we were going to put in the box. We initially started with one. I got her to agree to one product to start. And then by the end of, by the end of uh, January, I, I think it was just like a, I was pushing like along the way, <laughs> like poor Nana. It was like every time, I, and every time I would see the box with something else, I was like, I just don't see why we can't make this ourselves. I just don't like this. Makes this is what makes sense, and mm. and so and then it opened up so many things that was not expecting because because once once she got on board with doing that. And then it was like, and we did the research with, with the moms over, you know, who had, someone just had babies and some had babies, you know, uh, eight years in, 10 years in, and they were talking about their experiences and we really just refined what would be in the box. And then, 
I had like I was, you know, studying plant medicine and and, you know, essential oils is kind of my thing. And so I knew about healing oils and and um, and then what we could create with the, like these products. And Nana had the 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 shea butter connection with, you know, with it when she went to Ghana and then brought back the shea butter. And so and then we began and then she and she now, you know, formulates all this stuff. So we created all of that. Um, you know, together and it was step by step. Okay, this is how we do that. And we came up with the names of the products and, you know, I was like, what about this? And what about that? And so they they were literally happening, (laughs) you know, one right after the other. And, um, and then the final, I think the final product we, you know, chose to then go with and make it our own was in January. And so we did a soft launch in February of 2021. And then a full, and then we had all of the products in house to begin shipping at the end of March of, of, of 2021. And so, but it was literally month by month. Wow. And we were just, we just kept going step by step. And at a point where we said, why are we killing ourselves to try to make this launch when, you know, let's just take the time to, to you know, to do so. And again, it was the same. Yeah, we didn't have a real reason to, to launch in August. It was just like, I made a date and was like August. And I think to, to answer what, you know, your question was like, what do you give, what advice to entrepreneurs? The real advice is, you know, don't, perfection will kill progress. And so this whole idea that it had to be perfect on, and in order to launch, be realistic about what your goals are and what you really can achieve in terms of, you know, August didn't make sense. August of 2020, when I just got money in June of 2020, definitely wasn't going to make any sense in the launch. Um, and it wouldn't have been the right launch. So be flexible in your work and know that you have to be able to pivot. There will mm-hmm. be times in this journey that you will pivot. And entrepreneurship is a freaking challenge. This shit is not easy. So if you really, really need advice, this might not be the thing for you because it is going to blow up your whole, <laughs> everything that you thought you could do or you would want to do, it, it blows you up from yeah. the inside. <laughs> it challenges you mentally, it drains you, but it also is really for, for us, I think also because we are, this is a social impact brand and both of us have always done work from this um, philanthropic social impact capacity. Everything we've done for the past 20 some odd years has always been about advocating for women, advancing women's voices, providing, you know, resources for people in need. And so the ability to do something that we're passionate about, we are willing to go the extra mile. We are willing to get the headaches, to work the nights, to be broke until we make it, to be, to be all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's entrepreneurship. Like you really have to be willing to get into that, the knit. Um, I think for where we're going as a brand, I think as a brand, we are, you know, we're really steadfast in all of the goals and is steadfast in our in our mission and vision, which is around supporting mothers to heal, feel, and be heard. And that includes our website, our our blog, our you know uh, our blog page that we're we're starting. It includes the advocacy work that we're doing with the campaign to push fourth trimester. It also includes understanding that the journey of motherhood. Right now, we have a pro- We have two, three products: the vaginal the belly and the universal box that supports mothers in their birthing delivery, but also knowing that moms, there are moms and women who deliver, people who are delivering, who also experience, you know, fourth trimester, you know, uh, late-term miscarriages. And how do you support those moms? So a lot of the work that we're doing now is 
thinking through how to support mothers mm-hmm. who experience that journey, how to support moms in various ways um, through motherhood with other products that we're coming out with. But the brand will always be steeped in our goal around supporting mothers globally, as well as um, making sure that they always have a voice and a place to come to, 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 to get real honest answers. It's amazing. You guys, what you're building is, it's amazing that it's so exciting that you guys are the ones to build it, but it's amazing that these conversations Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. rising to the top right now. You know, it's, it's crazy and thank God for you guys. Where can people um, website fourth phase box.com? Uh, social media for at fourth phase box, um, Instagram, uh, Facebook at fourth phase box and, um, on Twitter at fourth phase box. Um, and so we, yeah, <laughs> across the board, you know, make it simple for people, but we would love the support of, um, going on change.org and finding our, you know, fourth trimester, signing the petition, sharing yes. that with your friends. You do not have to donate, but just sign the petition, share it with your friends. Miriam um, Webster put fourth phase into the dictionary 10 days after we launched the campaign. And so that's fantastic. And so we now we want dictionary.com, Oxford Dictionary, and everyone else to also add it to the dictionary. Wow. And so, again, wow. like it didn't exist, you know, the day we press go on <laughs> on the campaign because we did we did video and screenshots and um and then 10 days later they you know they added because we were the, they were the main one that we that we tagged but we still need the support and the more support we have on the campaign the higher it'll go up you know in terms of uh, of awareness and um and we want to get on the, their radar so please sign the campaign you know for us so that mothers and friends and family who support them can can also be in the know and, and understand what this time period really means and then how you can truly support that new mother. I mean, I have chills. That's great. We've never had anyone on the podcast talk about that level of change before. Literally getting into the dictionary. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. That's awesome. Good for yeah, you we're guys. Really, we were really excited that Marion Whipster um, were the first ones to do it. But, you know, like to Marcia's point, we looked and we had been real aggressive about wow. making sure yes, we were yes. like, because we talked to so many moms who didn't even know what the word was. Right. And we talked to medical practitioners who were like, oh, yeah, it's a word. And we're like, well, mm-hmm. it's a word for you, but it's not a word for the women who are actually going through it and the people that are experiencing it. So why isn't it a word? Mm-hmm. Why isn't it something that people are saying very easily? Like, I, we want you to talk about, go to your doctor's office and be able to right. tell the doctor, this is what I'm going through in my fourth trimester. We want to be able to get women to a place where one, also that right. your first visit with your doctor is not six weeks after you delivered. So much has happened in that six weeks time. Um, so it's all of these different things around the advocacy of women and their and, and the maternal health care mm-hmm. space um, is really what the brand is about. And so and we're just being obedient to the message because, you know, there's there's a wind behind it, I feel that that is it's it's a it's not because yeah. we know it's it's much bigger than us right it's we we're we're just being obedient to the call and to the and to the and what needs to actually get into the masses right and i think 
as an entrepreneur too, when you're creating products yeah. and you're filling a need, it, it is that obedience, right? That, that obedience and, you know, you're going step by step and you're not being afraid to, to, to pursue or move on what was already downloaded to you. Right. And, uh, and maybe only you, but it was given to you. You accepted that contract with, you know, the universe, as you say, you accepted that contract to be the person to usher that in. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you are moving, you know, there will be, you will have the support and the support is going to come from so many different ways. And as one of the biggest advice as an entrepreneur and as someone who's gone through those ups and downs, you know, with it, because like Nana said, it will challenge you and, and rip your guts out and, and you will, you will be challenged in so many ways, personally, mentally, <laughs> you know, emotionally, that you will never, ever have to face working for someone else. You work for someone else. It's a different time, maybe office politics and all these other things. But when your entire livelihood is at stake, yep. <laughs> you don't know where money is coming from. You don't know. You can't pay your bill, your mortgage, your rent, your whatever and stuff because you have now, you know, invested everything into this dream. That is a challenge, right? And that is a challenge of, of grit, of resilience, of, of, of mindset, of belief in yourself, right? And so in all of those voices, whether it's the, yeah. the loud, angry critic, you know, that, that tells you you can't do it will constantly come into your face and say, nah, 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 I told you, right? And they'll do that. And you literally, and you, you literally have to create some sort of practice, have the, build a community, join a community where you can say, no, yeah, okay, I might have been kicked right now, but there is always tomorrow. And I always say to people, is that you never see the light at the end of the tunnel if you stop walking, right? Never going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, so keep walking. So true. Keep walking. Get up tomorrow. Happens. Cry today and get up tomorrow. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> That's, that's a, that's one that I go in, in between. It's usually right. <laughs> two cry days, one get up day. Sometimes there's five cry days, two get up, you know, the balance is, the ratio is awesome. Like, as long as you get up, yeah. that's, 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 that's my only thing. Like, just don't yeah. stay down. Exactly. Don't stay down. You gotta be the champ. You're still the champ. Yeah. Get up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, right. get yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. Get up, and you can and you still can be shedding a few tears. Right. Right. Yeah. Stop crying. I'm crying right now. I'm crying right now. Exactly. <laughs> I am in tears right now. I'm yeah, my own exactly. Thing. Every single entrepreneur is like, oh yeah, that sounds exactly like my journey. But I think it's so true, right? The fear of right. of not being able to pay yeah. your bills literally is what yeah. wakes you up in the morning. No shit. I mean. Yeah. That is, that's the motivator versus, you know, going to work a corporate mm -hmm. job that is also soul Wait, right. but at you're least gonna you know, your mortgage is paid. Next week. <laughs> and you got to listen to all those voices. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. And you're going to get a check every two weeks. Every two weeks, but you won't be happy and you won't be changing. And maybe you are, but if you really are an entrepreneur at, at heart and there is something that, to Marcia's point, that is called on to you that you want to see come to life, that you want to create. The reality is that there's no job that will ever make you happy. You will be yes. at every job still working that other thing. Yes. And so if you are willing and ready to make that jump into full entrepreneurship, know that that jump is a scary, it's a scary one. 
and all of those voices are going to come. The voice of the critic, the voice of your mother is like, is this what you yes. went to school for? <laughs> you made four years of college and two years of a master's degree? When is this money going to come? And if it's an, yeah. if it's an old immigrant mother like mine, she calls every day. <laughs> Mommy, when will this become something? When will this, but you have to, you have to believe in yourself enough that eventually the calls change. And now she calls and she's like, how are you? How's it going? Are you doing good? Well, my daughter, yeah, now she's like out in the streets talking about, you know, my daughter's an entrepreneur. I'm like, really? Really? Now you're bragging? Well, that's what you got going on. But all of those things, you got to be willing to suck through them and, and, and stick through them because yeah, it is a not, challenging. Yes. It, it's not for the faint of heart. It's definitely a challenging space <laughs> to be in. Oh. Um, I love it. So, yeah. Can we just talk? I know but we're I way over. Can we just talk? I just <laughs> want to have one clip to put in about Glossier because I think that that's just freaking amazing. Sure. And like the fact, the fact Game also changer. too, really quickly, the fact that you, I mean, Nanny, the the fact that how quickly you wanted to launch this and you guys still got a product out in March 2021 is mind-blowing yeah. but then you just had this award unreal we products too. that's we came out with a whole new thing yeah okay no big deal <laughs> and then you no won this deal. award like let's talk about this award yeah. so glossier has been a game changer and and i've said this but not for like the money's been dope like for sure oh that was dope that was amazing <laughs> but what has been amazing as a small business is as a small business in this space with just the recent launch is that they really didn't just create a grant or incubator system that is just, you know, mm -hmm. like to hear themselves repeat the things that they want to talk about and, and kind of pontificate on what they know. They really created a thing that was curated around the needs of the people in the incubator and have opened up their Rolodex mm -hmm. to us. And that in of itself is so amazing. Like I went to a, I went to a packaging conference uh, expo and I was, I walked up to a guy and I was just like, he was looking at me and I was like, he was like, so what brought you here? And I was like, oh, my mentor at Glossier told me to come. And so I'm here. I felt really like freshman year school. Like, <laughs> uh, and as soon as I dropped the name Glossier, he was just like, what do you want to see? This is the boxes that we make. And he just like, and I was like, oh, but the fact that they even told me to go to this expo, the fact that they pitched out and gave me questions to ask and things to look for and that I could call them at any time, every single advisor that they've created for us to talk to has literally been like, call me, text me, whatever you have a question, whatever you're thinking about, um, we can make it work. We can figure out how to help you get to that place. And so it's not just a, a grant that just gives you money and then wants to pontificate. It was really like, what do you need to really grow your business? And because we believe in your business to give you this grant and to, to award you this mm -hmm. space, we want to really see you win. And that yeah. for a brand like us has been really amazing. I mean, that's and amazing. Like, you, know, you never hear of brands. It's always right. that 
Right. No, they have really, you know, they launched it last year yeah. in, the, in the middle of the pandemic and with all the things that happened with George Floyd. And, you know, when everyone suddenly became more aware of like the disparity that that exists between female founders and in, in particular, we already knew about female founders, but particularly female founders of color. And so for they and they, you know, are definitely refining the process. But again, we there's two things we, we we knew about the grant last year, but we hadn't launched, and it was just like when it came around this year, because because I I clocked it too. I was like, we are, I was like, we are we are applying for this grant. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. We are making this deadline, and so, so I was like, what are you, you know? It's like you know, typing, retyping, like, presenting. You know what we're doing. I was like, we are making this deadline, and so um and so when they they gave us the, the, you know, when they gave us the call and we thought we were in the last stages of just like, um, this is a selection process. And so the way we were, it was so funny, the way we were preparing for the call. And then she cut to the chase and said, you guys are, we were like, oh my God, this is oh amazing. God. We cried. We completely cried. It, it came <laughs> at the absolute right time. And, and the, the, the six months worth of mentorship was, is definitely to me like worth more than the cash. The cash is in a, in a, a huge in infusion that again came at the right time and allow us to roll out the you know the, the 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 different things that we wanted to do. But mentorship is always so much more important, um, or just as equally as important as actual cash and people who've been in the space and have done different things, and again be able to properly guide us to the the steps to scale, the steps to go you know this way. And again, the same way is that so that we're not making the same, you know, making the mistakes along the way, it will shorten that that road. And so the Glossier, you know, the initiative that they're doing um, yeah. is massive and a huge, um, a huge impact on culture and 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 business and and for women of color in business overall. And so we couldn't be more pleased to be a part of, you know, that that company. And then we we uh, we we won another grant right after yeah. that. Um, it's a lot smaller. We so we won the brown the brown girl swap grant, um, and so we're. I was like, see, you know, we have to apply to all the grants now. So, <laughs> like apply to all the grants. <laughs> like it's like we need to apply to everything. Like everything that needs to come down. It takes a lot to you know to do, but again it's just that because the, there are opportunities that exist it's like you know and the thing that i said in the glossier thing i was like listen you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take and so like if you don't take the shot yes. you know that even if you don't win and don't get it but you still applied you still went through the process because that journey is always going to teach you something and help you refine your mission refine your vision refine how you're telling your story all of those things and so yes. you you know go to the next one and go to the next one you keep going until you get the damn money that you need until you get the you know um everything that you absolutely want because it's it is within your reach but you just can't stop that's the you know and that would always be the difference between someone who gets something yeah. and someone who doesn't get something like somewhere along the line you chose to stop and you chose to not believe in yourself anymore or the mission that you have and you have to continually find ways to re-up your ignition around your mission. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. And it's also too, like this grant's not going to come to you. Like, like this grant's not coming to your inbox, you know, <laughs> like you literally. Yeah. And shoot your shot. 
shoot your shot for your company. No matter where you are in the stage of your business, shoot your Love shot, it. right? Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot, yeah. That's going to be the title of this <laughs> yeah. podcast, Shoot Your Shot. Right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> After everything we talked about. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing. That's my thing. Yeah. That's it. Mic drop. It's the way it's the Wayne Gretzky's quote. I'm like, that's, that's my thing. Yeah. I love it. And I also love, um, is this the hill you're willing to die on? That There's two competing <laughs> podcast titles. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's, you know, it, makes, it helps you to make a decision really quickly. It's like, <laughs> really the hill you're willing to die on over this thing. So you, if, we, if we ever known that this is the hill where you died on. <laughs> no, but it's good because you're right. talking about it instead of being passively angry, you know, with someone. So yeah. it's good. Like, is this your thing? Really? Okay, mm -hmm. take it, take it. Because it's, it's, I can't be mad. It's not my thing. And there's some things like literally for us, I'm like, I don't, I don't really care about a line. Is the line, you really care about this line? Then please put the line on. I don't. Right on, right. By, you know, putting the stake in the ground. And it's like, <laughs> it's not that important. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I love it. Well, I'm going to include the change.org link because that's amazing in the show notes. And then oh, also thanks. the Glossier. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. a yearly so, thing that um, they do? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To nice. definitely I'll put that link I, I think in there they open too. it in, where were we? I think it was May. Yeah, it was May. It was May that they, op that they opened it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brown thank you guys. Jane. And the Brown same girl Jane. Yeah, uh, Jane's uh, yeah. Brown Girl Swap. Brown Girl Jane. Oh, okay. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'll put that in there too. Have annual, yeah. They have an annual grant as well. Nice. That's amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to take up too much or more of your time. Thank, thank you guys. You so much for coming on the podcast and thank you sam for having yeah. us fun. i can't wait to get the word out i'm just so excited for you guys congrats on the like swirl of success and that's like if someone were to put a timer on that's the fastest <laughs> sprint i've seen on the podcast hands down thank you. i, I recommend that but thanks you. It's thank good. you guys yeah uh, if you're not inspired, did you even listen to the podcast episode? <laughs> like they are so badass. Nina Marcia, thank you for coming in the podcast. You are true inspirations. I'm so excited to see where the fourth phase box goes. I'm so excited to see your brand grow and get in front of more women that are seeking your type of products, like seeking this aftercare help, like you're doing such great things in this space. And for everyone that is listening, please make sure to go into the show notes, sign the change.org petition. If you can, let's help them create this movement and let's support other founders in making this happen. I'm so excited for them. And if you loved this episode and you found any value in it, please make sure to give us a rating and review five stars and just like a nice written review. Even if it takes two seconds to write, just goes such a long way in helping us get in front of more founders who need to hear this type of advice or more founders who are thinking about starting their own business and just want to understand how to navigate this crazy landscape that we all live in. So thank you so much for your support. I am grateful for you. It means the world to me when you leave a review. I get giddy. I'm so excited. So thank you for the support. If you have any feedback or any suggestions, maybe you don't like something or maybe you want to recommend something, the email address is also in the show notes. We are always open and I love hearing anything. If it's constructive criticism, if it's general feedback, if it's uh, guest recommendations, send them to us. We'd love to hear it. And thanks so much for tuning in and I will catch you guys next week. Have a good one.